الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قد افلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى صدق الله العظيم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters as you all are well aware that two days ago there was a major calamity that we may call it that befell the ummah in that hazrat maulana shah ki mohammad akhtar sahab rahmatullahi alai left this world and he passed on into the rahmat of allah tbarak wa taala may allah taala make us complete maghfirat grant him the highest stages in the akhirat give him a very special place in a board in ala illiyin in jannatul firdaus and may allah tbarak wa taala grant sabr jameel to his family his son his children and the khuddam those who were with him at his side day and night hazrat mir sahab dan barakatuhum and the others and throughout the world all those who were associated with hazrat rahmatullah alay illah tbarak wa taala make it easy for one and all when the great personalities leave then we often start singing their praises only after they are gone that what great people they were but the thing is to take the benefit from them in their life alhamdulillah summa alhamdulillah thousands of people throughout the world benefited directly from hazrat rahmatullahi alayh and many then passed on that benefit to others the thing is that we have to be taking the lessons that the pious have given the legacy that they leave behind when the ahlullah are gone then they are gone physically but their teachings are still behind their talimat everybody has to go nobody is going to remain forever allah's nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam left this world the sahaba left the world the tabi'in left the world the great awliya of the ummah left the world and everybody will one day have to leave we will also have to go but what is important is that what lessons they have given what lessons they have taught that will continue that must continue that is what is the benefit like we keep talking about this that our coming to the madrasa what is our object so if a person has come to the madrasa and has learned what the object of being in the madrasa is then after the person has finished off with one studies has gone out of the madrasa then to that will remain like the ahlullah when a person in their lifetime understands that the association with the ahlullah is not for the sake of just barkat that will come it is to learn something it is to take something and imbibe something in one's life to bring something some change in one's heart to change the direction of one's life to change it from the direction of dunya to the akhirat 
to change what the preferences are in one's heart. That the preferences are dunya, now to make the preference deen. The love for the worldly things must change into the love for Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. So this is the object, this is the purpose of associating with the Ahlullah. And if this objective is missing, then a person will pass time. And after having passed time, the person will still be where one was before, sometimes worse off Allah forbid. The same applies to the madrasa. A person comes to learn. Why has the person come to learn? Is it just in order to gain some facts and figures? Just in order to learn some theory? Just in order to learn so that we can tomorrow claim that we also were in studying in a certain madrasa and put some title to our name maybe? Or to just merely pass time? Then unfortunately, if that is the focus, that is the objective, then firstly, while a person is studying because the objective is wrong, the person will not have any consciousness of what the reality is. The consciousness that I need to develop within myself the love of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, the consciousness of Allah ta'ala, to bring in my life the sunnats of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa to bring the true love of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa and bring his way of life in my way, to start following deen completely, to bring the sifat of deen in my life, all the sifat of iman, the qualities and attributes of iman. So this is what the Ahlullah teach. This is what our Hazrat Wala, Rahmatullahi Alayhi, he spent his life teaching. I have in front of me the wasiyat that Hazrat Wala wrote in his own lifetime, that he wrote long before he passed away, on the 5th of July 1999. So this is almost 13 years ago, more than 13 years ago in fact. Well, just 13 years ago, that Hazrat had written this with his own Mubarak hand. There are many things in here, but I'm just going to read one thing that is linked, or two or three things that is linked directly to us, or to everybody for that matter. Certain things are more specific. But this one aspect that Hazrat mentions here, and inshallah we will elaborate on this on a more general note. Hazrat says, May wasiyat kartahu apne nafs ke liye. Or apne tamam ahle khandan or ahbab ke liye. That I make this wasiyat for myself and together with that my family. And then Hazrat says, for all those who have any kind of friendship with me, association with me, anybody who is linked to me in any way. So this is how Hazrat, out of his humility, says, my friends, he refers to his muridin, to those who are associated to him. So though they are all his juniors, but Hazrat, out of his humility, used to address them as my friends. And what is the wasiyat? Ke har lamhaya hayat aur anfaase zindagi Allah Ta'ala ki marziyat par fida kare. That every breath and every moment of life, every moment of life and every breath be spent in the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala wa Ta'ala. And this was Hazrat's life. This is what he spoke about. This is what he emphasized. This is what he drummed in. Every bayan of his, this would come through. Every little casual sitting also, this will come through. Sometimes he's sitting and joking in order to make people comfortable. He would joke with others also. But in that joke also, suddenly there would be this lesson coming through. Okay, look, you're enjoying yourself, mashallah, all pious people are sitting here. What a wonderful atmosphere. But remember that enjoy whatever is halal. Don't ever for one moment displease Allah Ta'ala. So this was his mission of life. 
اور ایک لمحہ بھی اللہ پاک کو ناراض کر کے کوئی حرام خوشی اپنے نفس میں نہ لائے اینڈ فور ایون ون مومنٹ لمحہ لمحہ مینز اے مومنٹ ناٹ ایون اے سیکنڈ سیکنڈ از ٹو لانگ ملی سیکنڈ ون مومنٹ فور ون مومنٹ آلسو ڈونٹ ڈسپلیز اللہ تعالی اینڈ ڈونٹ برنگ اینی حرام پلیجر ان یور ہارٹ بیکاز دیٹس اے ڈسپشن حرام پلیجر پرسن تھنگس ایم ہیونگ فن بٹ دیٹس حرام پلیجر That haram pleasure is just outwardly fun, like a person drinking very sweet poison. So on the tongue, it gives some kind of excitement. On the tongue, it gives maybe some kind of pleasant taste. But it's poison. As soon as it goes down the throat, it's already going to be, in fact, while it's going down the throat, it's doing its damage. And it's already harming the person. And sometimes it will become fatal. It will take a person's life. So, even for one moment... Don't displease Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala and don't bring any haram pleasure into your life, into your heart. And after all, we are insan or agar kabhi khata ho jaye. And if a person makes a mistake, can slip up somewhere, the person has made a mistake, to toba wa istighfar or ashbari or ahuzari se apne mola ko khush kare. If a person has made a mistake, then with sincere toba, repenting to Allah Ta'ala and istighfar and with flowing eyes in other words eyes flowing with tears of repentance not just some casual something in passing well person now well, I did something I saw somebody I listened to some music I looked at something haram or I was talking some evil talk so fine now I'll make istighfar later and carry on with life like nothing happened No, there has to be the deep regret and remorse. How could I have done this? Allah Ta'ala blessed me with these faculties. Allah Ta'ala gave me the tongue to speak. If I was dumb, then what would have been my condition? Allah Ta'ala enabled me to speak. Now what am I speaking? Am I speaking what is going to please Allah Ta'ala? Or am I speaking what is going to displease Allah Ta'ala? The eyes, what a gift of Allah Ta'ala. The ears, what am I listening to? Am I listening to haram? Am I listening to music? Then am I not afraid that Allah Ta'ala can snatch my hearing away? And besides, on the day of Qiyamah, it comes the one who listens to music in this world, Allah Ta'ala will pour molten lead. Lead which will be burning hot will be poured into the ears of that person. What excruciating pain. A person gets a slight earache. And that makes a person totally restless. You can't even sleep. Imagine when hot boiling molten lead will be poured into the ear of a person. So these are things we have to keep in mind. So this Tawbah, this Istighfar has to be with Ashkbari, with eyes pouring with tears, and Ahuzari, pleading to Allah Ta'ala. Not just that one casual talk. Like a person is in desperation, and the parents are saying, no, I'm not going to give this to you. And you're pleading with them, please, you're begging them. So to beg Allah Ta'ala in this way, and to please Allah Ta'ala, that what mistake I made, I'm sincerely repenting, Hazrat is giving this in his wasiyat. This is his parting advice. His whole life was this. And in his life, he repeatedly drummed this in the hearts of everybody. And as his parting wish also, he is giving the same nasihat. His parting words also is the same nasihat. So to say that he is talking to us from his grave, not literally, so to say, by means of this wasiyat, because the wasiyat of a person is then read out after he is passing on. So it is as if he is speaking from his grave that look once more I am giving you the same message. Please take it. Please hold on to it. Take this seriously. This, is my, this was the mission of my life. 
and after having gone, I am leaving the same message with you. And then as it says, Tamam Zindagi, Sohbat Salihin ka ehtimam lazim rakhe, or apni munasabat ke kisi murshid ka saya apne sar par rakhe. That throughout one's life, regard it as compulsory that one remains in good company, in pious company. We have repeated this lesson so many times. This is the lesson of Hazratwala. And he is passing on the lesson of the Hadith Sharif. He didn't pass on anything from his pocket. What he passed on was, he gave us the crux of what is in the Quran and Sunnah. That maintain good company regarded as compulsory. So company that is taking us closer to Allah Ta'ala. Company that is taking us towards righteousness. Company that is taking us towards the sifat of Iman. This is the company. Unfortunately, we are in so many kinds of company nowadays. The company of things which are going to take us far away from deen. All this WhatsApp and these BBM and uh, Facebook and all this is also company and it's bad company. It's terrible company. People are defacing themselves on this Facebook and all these other things. There's no consideration for what is halal, what is haram. People are putting their profile pictures. What kind? What is profile pictures? This is all not permissible. That picture, whether it is uh, a printed picture, whether it is a digital picture, it is not permissible. In the Hadith, Nabi Islam says that the one who will be most uh, severely punished on the day of Qiyamah is Al-Musawwirun, those who make those who made pictures of animate things, pictures of human beings, of animals. So that is also saved, that is also printed, that is also displayed. So that falls under the same category. And we are blatantly just putting these things anywhere and everywhere. Number one, that itself is not permissible, it is haram. Then on top of that, to display it, a girl is now displaying her picture, anybody can access it and see it. So that is a double, we're getting others involved in sin. لَعَنَ nazira wal manzura In the hadith, Nabi Islam says, the one who looks at a non-mahram, that person is also cursed. And that woman who allowed herself to be seen, due to not having taken care of parda, let alone picture anyway, even just outward on, uh, in real life as well, due to not having taken the proper parda that is required, now some non-mahram has seen her then even she is cursed by Allah Taala. She didn't look at anybody, but she allowed herself to be seen by a non-mahram. Now imagine this la'anat is coming down from Allah Taala, and was expressed on the tongue of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then where can that sukood and peace come then? And where can that tranquility come in one's life? So this is something we have to make sincere istighfar and toba from. And now all these other, this is also be branching off on the note of company, that this is also company. And Hazrat is saying, keep the company of the pious. So disassociate ourselves. All these Facebook and Twitter and um, all the other things that go along in this. One is somebody says, I'm just communicating just with my family and so on. Fine, there can be some little leeway for that but who restricts themselves how many people restrict themselves to only permissible use are they not getting onto other people's profiles and seeing all this nonsense that they have there on those profiles and getting caught up in a whole lot of things this is all something that we have to take note about so the company the company will make us or break us what kind of company we will have so we need to Hazrat says tamam zindagi sohbat-e-salihin ka ehtimam lazim rakhe 
ensure that you maintain good company. And last week we spoke about this also. That if there's somebody who wants to take you towards wrong, and if you're not going to join that company, then that person is getting upset, then tell him, Jazakallah, I'm happier without you. Make dua for them, don't regard yourself as better than them. Don't regard yourself as somebody superior. Make dua for that person, but you are definitely better off without such company. But you do this in a good way. You do it with dignity. Unfortunately, many a times when we do these kind of things, then we do it without dignity. If sometimes we are doing the right thing, but the right thing also must be done with dignity, with tolerance. Now somebody is behaving in an incorrect way. So we become intolerant with the person. We start showing our irritation. We start showing our anger, displaying our anger. Then we're not going to get anybody close to the inn. Then people are going to start looking at us and saying, well, if this is how a person behaves who is pious, then na'uzu billah, na'uzu billah, the person will say, I'd rather not become pious. So we became the barrier with our conduct, with how we go about bringing people closer to deen. That is very important. That Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah is saying to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, That it is the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala that you are kind and merciful and compassionate to the Muslims. To the Sahaba Ikram. Walau kunta fazan ghalizal kalb lan faddu min hawlik. Had you been harsh and had you been hard hearted, then they would all have disappeared from around you. So, a person who is tolerant, a person who is kind, who is compassionate, even with those who are doing wrong, we have to be kind and compassionate to them. But we won't join them in the wrong. We won't become waylaid with whatever they are wanting us to get caught up in. But we'll be kind and compassionate to them. We'll be tolerant. And with that tolerance and kindness and compassion, we will bring them closer to deen. So we will have to sacrifice. We will have to sacrifice our emotions. Somebody said something, or somebody did something which was not correct. We will have to sacrifice our emotion for that moment. But we will correct the wrong in a good way, in a dignified way, in a smiling way, in a way... One Sahabi, he didn't know that now it was not permissible to speak in Salah. Initially it was, then it was now abrogated, it was cancelled, not allowed to speak in Salah. He came and joined the Salah and uh, somebody said, Alhamdulillah. So he said, Yarhamukullah. So others started now, somebody started staring at him. So he spoke out in Salah, he said, why are you looking at me like this? So then others started quietening him down. So he became upset, what is going on here? Then he says, after the Salah, Nabi Islam called me. And he says, I have never seen a teacher like him, neither before him, nor after him, better than him. Subhanallah, this was the way of Rasulullah He says, Nabi Islam didn't rebuke me, and he didn't scold me, and he didn't, he wasn't harsh on me, because he was a new person. And a new person hasn't had the opportunity to yet learn. So now the new person is taught with compassion. A person who had many, many opportunities, person who had the benefit of being in a madrasa, the person who had the benefit of being many years studying deen, now that person is treated differently. That person is sometimes reprimanded too. So the reprimand is for us. And those who haven't had these opportunities, we got to bring them with kindness, bring them with compassion. Even our own colleagues, somebody is catching up a little slower. We got to be tolerant. We got to teach with kindness, teach with compassion. And, but in all this, we will not 
do what is wrong. We will not join and associate with company that is incorrect, with is bad. Company that is taking us towards evil. Company that is taking us towards haram. Somebody wants to get us involved in the BBM, in the SMSing, in the haram chatting. Somebody wants to now show us something on Facebook and get us involved in all other kinds of things. Get us involved in things that are against the spirit of deen, the spirit of iman. Now all this is branching off from this wasiyat of Hazrat where he says, sohbat salihin pious company. That if we don't have this pious company, we'll get caught up in a whole lot of things. Then the company will want to take us to things that are against the spirit of deen. Now the spirit of deen, for example, for a woman is, for a girl is, that she conceals herself. And if out of necessity she has to leave the home, out of necessity, coming to the madrasa also is a necessity. Unfortunately, this is something that in an ideal situation, then everybody would have been taught in their homes, deen. That is the ideal situation. Unfortunately, the ideal situation is not existing, so this has become a necessity. So this out of necessity now, so like that if there is a genuine necessity to leave the home, because the principle is, وَقَرْنَ فِي بُيُوتِكُنْ Women have been given the instruction, remain within your home. Now, out of genuine necessity, one had to leave the home. So now the hadith, Nabi Wasallam says, in that time, when it was permissible and allowed for women to come to the masjid for salah, salah, the entire environment is an environment of deen, the environment of the sahaba ikram person coming for salah, the masjid, the very environment is environment of righteousness, of taqwa, of the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. And in that zamana and in that era, Nabi Islam is saying to the woman, they are saying to the men that if the woman want to come, if they want to come, then allow them. But But they should emerge and come out in such a way, the literal translation of this word is that they should be unkempt that they should be somewhat, uh, the, the very, very mild, and the mildest, in fact, the mildest translation that we can give of this is, that unattractive, that they have concealed themselves in such a way that they don't attract any attention whatsoever. I think this is probably the mildest translation of this word. Otherwise, the more literal translation is, somewhat untidy. Now, what is the meaning of this? That this has to be totally distracting anybody. Out of total necessity, somebody came out. So now they came out out of total necessity, they should be totally distracting anybody from ever looking in their direction. But what has become the way now? That everything is fashion-based. Even the parda is fashion. Even the parda is... And what is fashion all about? Fashion is about attraction. Fashion is about... Attraction, that is why fashion keeps changing. Because yesterday's fashion becomes old now, it's no more attractive. So now some new fashion has to come. So even the parda fashion is evolving. That new kind of parda now. And new kind of, whatever all these funny words, kashkas and Allah knows best what, kachras and everything they are talking about. All this is now meant to attract. Whereas parda was meant to distract. So, the issue is that this is against the sifat of iman. The sifat of iman was meant to bring simplicity. And if a woman out of necessity had to leave her home, that this is the teaching of deen. 
But now the whole thing is that you must now, how can you adopt parda in a way that is fashionable? La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. How has shaitan crept in everything? How has shaitan crept in the very fundamental aspects of deen? And how people's minds... Now, woman is very happy now. MashaAllah, I'm in niqab, I'm in parda. So, but what is the essence of it? What is the spirit of it? What was the objective of it? Now, there's a big brand name. So that somebody must now get attracted to what am I wearing? If somebody says, no, I bought it for the quality, then erase the name. You bought the quality, fine, take the name out. Or take that scarf and put that name, tuck it inside somewhere. So nobody knows what, what the name is. But will anybody do that? If they paid so much money for a, so whatever all these names are, Allah knows best, I can't even remember any of these things. The Sharqiyah and Gharbiyah and Junubiyah and Shimaliyah and Himaliyah, whatever it is. All these funny, funny names. So would somebody now, they bought that, paid so much money for that one scarf. Would they tuck that name away? Because we mustn't show off. People who don't have anything inside, they show off things outside. People who don't have values within them, then have to put some kind of value outside that, see how much I paid for the scarf. See what expensive thing it is. I paid so much for it. And saw this cloak, this is, this, that brand must show it now. And some people, Allah forbid, I was told about somebody, they bought one, they were in one shop in Makkah Sharif, which sells all these kind of garments, and one South African happened to come in there. Now this person just had to be there for whatever Allah knows best, and he overheard the person asking now, the, the shopkeeper, that look, I bought this cloak somewhere else, can you just embroider the brand name on it? So they bought one cheap line cloak somewhere, cloak for 100 rand, and now they won't know, they're going to pay for this now, they're going to pay 100 riyals to embroider, or 50 riyals, whatever, to just embroider one brand name, one very famous brand name, embroider that. So now you can show off that I'm wearing this, in other words, something that's worth 1,000, uh, two, three thousand rands, whereas it was a cheap fake cloak. Fake, I'm just saying how people are taking it. That probably was the right one to buy, which is che- cheap maybe, but simple, plain. But that too was just because the person now wants to show off. The whole idea is the show off now. So people who don't have values within, then their values are material. Their values are now going to be on a brand name. Their values are going to be on a scarf. Their values are going to be hanging on the cloak. There's no values in the heart, then the values outside. And a person who has values inside, then when that person speaks, then he doesn't need to have anything to attract on the outside. The person's words will attract people towards that person. That this is somebody who has the love of Allah Ta'ala in her heart. This is somebody who has real akhlaq. This is somebody who has tolerance. This is somebody who has simplicity. This is somebody who truly knows what is life all about. This is somebody when you are in her company, then your iman gets refreshed. Not that you're going to do about, go about it in a way now we became Bayezid Bustamis of the time. We'll still be casual, happy. We'll still be light-hearted, joking. But everything will be within the limits of Shariat and Deen. And people will feel comfortable. People will feel very much at ease that this is a person that you can be associated with and you won't get involved in any wrong in her company. In fact, merely being in a company will make you feel to want, want to be good. Now what all this is all about, this is that pious company. So we have to choose who we want to be in whose company. 
We want to get involved in all these things. Then the company we have, without even us trying, will get involved in all these things. Then we'll have to keep paying money to just make ourselves somebody. But money doesn't make anybody somebody. That brand name doesn't make anyone somebody. All these things don't make anybody somebody. What makes someone somebody is what is inside the heart. So if the heart is empty, then it's not going to help having all these things outside. Then a person's behavior will give one away in a moment. A person has all the brand labels and wearing all this funny kind of things. Allah knows best what the names are and all those things. And they walk in, they make an impression now. And attract attention to their presence. And then in a few minutes, very short time, the way the person conducted oneself, because you can only pretend for a while. Can't pretend for long. Now something just happened. And the person on the spot. And now the person showed the intolerance. The person showed the intolerance. Showed how they can just become irritated in a moment. And how they can just snap. How they can just, just blurt out things. How they can just vent anger. Now what happens? Who's worried about what you're wearing now? Who's worried about whether you're wearing a million rand necklace or chain? Or whether that diamond ring is worth one billion? Or what? See, look at this show off. Look at this. She got no qualities in her. She is a person who is just rude and abrupt and intolerant. Just vents anger and she just gets snapping. And now everybody is just keeping the distance and all walking on tenter hooks around. You, know, hey, you just can't be, you don't know when she'll just blurt out something. You know, when she'll just snap. You just, you can't, you can't win with her either way. You do this too, she's upset. You do that too, she's upset. And she just, only after all the worldly things and she just wants to just keep pre- pretending she's somebody but she's just showing off. Now all these things will come. Where this starts off from? But what is the root to it? The root is the company. And company is not only human company. That magazine is also company. And that magazine sometimes turns people's heads upside down. Turns the entire brains upside down. And as we said last week, then he starts making them jump like monkeys. So that... You know, there is that common story. They say, monkey see, monkey do. So whatever we see other monkeys doing, because now we are associating with those monkeys, whether it is in some magazine, whether it is on that Facebook, how people are defacing themselves, whether it is in something else, whether it is human company, then as we see others behaving now in that monkey company, so that starts making others jump like monkeys also. So we need to become very conscious of this. And Hazrat is giving us this, this very lesson. The Sahbat Salihin. That who we will associate with. Otherwise, just for others to make money, they will sell us anything. They will sell us even, Allah forbid, Allah forbid, even kufr and shirk is being sold in a disguised form. Just so that somebody can fill their pockets. Kufr and shirk is also being sold in disguised form. Now outwardly, it cannot be immediately discerned what is hidden inside here. But that kufr and shirk also is being sold. And everything is being sold in the name of fashion. Anti-sunnat is also being sold in the name of fashion. Anti-sunnat. But is given an Islamic hue. Just one deceptive cover on the outside. And all this is sold. Now we need to discern through this. And nowadays people use some hadith for anything. Some ayat of the Quran Shari for anything. Somebody in Auzubillah wants to sell haram insurance. For that too they'll use the hadith of tie your camel. One hadith, اِعْقِلْ وَتَوَكَّلْ Tie your camel 
and then put your trust in Allah Ta'ala. So one sahabi asked Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, what is the meaning of tawakkul? I must have trust in Allah Ta'ala. Does it mean I must leave my camel untied? Like in our context we'll say, that leave the doors of the car wide open, just park it out anywhere, and say I got tawakkul? No. That is not what is the meaning of tawakkul, that you just leave things without any kind of caution, any kind of precaution. You do what is in your capacity. You lock the doors, you put the alarm on, you parked it in a secure place, but your trust is not in any of the means that you have adopted. Your trust must be in Allah Ta'ala alone. That if Allah Ta'ala wills, this will be protected, otherwise not. But you must undertake whatever means are in your capacity. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught the Sahabi, اِعْقِلْ وَتَوَكَّلْ Tie your camel and have trust in Allah Ta'ala alone. Now a person is selling haram insurance. And what he uses? Abuses is the word. He abuses this hadith. That tie your camel, in other words, now he's taking from there, well you must insure, insure haram. Get involved in this interest. Get involved in this riba, in all the other things. And uh, then you can please yourself that you, na'uzubillah, in this manner you are practicing on the hadith. By doing this haram, now you are practicing on the hadith. Can we imagine what a fraud this is? So, people use hadith for anything. Not use, again, as I said, the word is abuse. And anyway, just in order to make money, people will use hadith, they'll use some ayat of the Quran Sharif, they'll do anything. So, uh, this is the lesson, we diverted again, and these things keep coming up. Unfortunately, this is what keeps surfacing from so many directions all the time. And every second, third email comes with some kind of issue of this nature. Hence, this is the thing that keeps circling the mind. And therefore, these are the things that when some discussion takes place, these things come to the fore. But whatever Allah Ta'ala wills, whatever is necessary, we started off talking on something and went off on a different, as they nowadays call it, everybody says, went off on a tangent. Maybe somebody will say, we also went off on a tangent. May Allah Ta'ala make it a good tangent. May Allah Ta'ala make it a beneficial tangent. If that becomes beneficial for me, for us, then this is indeed the grace of Allah wa Ta'ala. Otherwise, if we go off on just any tangent, then Allah forbid we'll go off on tangents which will take us towards haram. Somebody will go off on a fashion tangent. Now they'll start doing anything for that fashion. And they'll give it some justification. Justification is very easy for anyone and everyone nowadays. Just use something. Just interpret and distort and misinterpret as you wish. No road restriction. Everybody is an expert. No need to ask the ulama ikram for anything. You want to do something, especially if it comes to the worldly things. You want to have some function. You want to do some business. You want to do some other social thing. Whatever. You do what you want. And you find your own justification for it. And you then give it all kinds of good. As long as it serves your purpose. This is what we have become now. This is how the zamana is going. And in the hadith, Nabi Islam already foretold about this. That a time will come when people will change the names of things and make everything permissible. What is haram? They'll change its name. Now only the name has changed. Everything else is the same. Or just the outward appearance has changed. The name is like outward thing also. So sometimes the outward appearance will change. But the core will be the same haram. And people will say now it's fine. It's not the same thing anymore. People will deceive themselves and deceive others. And in this way, we will be unfortunately heading towards the fire of Jahannam. 
So this all comes back to this point that Hazrat is giving us this wasiyat that tamam zindagi sohbat salihin ka ihtimam lazim rakhe. Entire life lazim rakhe. Make this compulsory upon yourself that you maintain good company, pious company, company that takes you towards the sifat of iman, towards that righteousness, towards that taqwa, towards that consciousness of Allah wa ta'ala, towards simplicity, towards the obedience of Allah wa ta'ala, towards refraining from all sin, not somebody that's going to take you towards haram, somebody that's going to take you towards the disobedience of Allah ta'ala, somebody that's going to make you jump around like a monkey, all these things, please, we need to take care, care of this and we need to get, be safe from all these things. Otherwise, one thing will lead to another. Everything seems what's wrong. And what is today very wrong, tomorrow about that also people will be asking what's wrong with this. But today everybody is, maybe 10 years ago, the kind of dressing that most people are now, it's part of norm. Forget too long ago, 10, 15, 20 years at the most. What most people at that time would have said, Toba, Toba, Astaghfirullah. Nowadays, almost everybody saying, but what is wrong with this? That it's now a little, little bit tighter, yes, but what is wrong with it? Whereas we should ask us at Fatima, what is wrong with it? That if she had to come alive today and she has to see it, she would, have, she would die immediately of shock. But we will still ask what is wrong with it. And today what many a person who regards themselves as pious, they would be aghast at certain kinds of dressing, immodest dressing, which is totally out of line. Even tomorrow you'll get many people who are so-called pious will be asking what is wrong with that too. They'll be asking what is wrong with that because their own daughters and granddaughters now would be, that would be the norm. Allah forbid Allah ta'ala save us. So one thing leads to another. And if we don't stop these things in our track and start reversing it, everybody is wearing, there was something which was never before the scene where a dress, a garment was above the knees. Not, not unheard of. 25, 30 years ago, unheard of. Except somebody who was so called, everybody would regard as a very modern person. Only the modern people, not the, somebody who is dindar, or somebody who has any consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. Somebody who doesn't, who is not pious, who is not in deen. Though she also had an izar, but because her dress was now uh, well above the knees, then she was a modern person. Now, what's wrong with this? This is not anything, anything wrong. This is part of piety now. You've got an izar, it's part of piety. Though it's all tight, it's part of piety now. Somebody who doesn't wear an izar, that's a person impious. So, how the things have changed... And how this whole flood is running. So if we don't reverse this, that the whole world is now wearing this kind of garments, we are going to reverse it. If they, the world laughs at us, Allah and His Rasul sounds more happy with us. And Allah Ta'ala will reward us. In this dunya, and what is in the akhirat is beyond imagination. Allah's Nabi Islam will be happy with us. And imagine Hazrat Fatima Ta'ala taking us under her, under her wing, and interceding on our behalf, that this girl, she stood up for what I valued. She was concerned about what was close to me, not what was coming from all the fashions of the world, and those who had no link with deen, and those who thought they were on deen, but were all upside down. 
So Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala now will be the one that is interceding on our behalf. Hazrat Khadija radiallahu ta'ala will be interceding on our behalf. Azwadi Mutahharat, the Banate Salihat. So this is what we need to aspire for. All these brand labels and all these things are not going to be of benefit to us in the Qabr. It's not going to help us in the Akhirat. And it doesn't even help us in this dunya also. It just makes people say there's another show off. They're also showing off. And they say there's another one like us. So, this is something that we need to start reversing the trend. And you who are sitting in this institution, we can't expect this to happen from people outside in the world. The tide must turn by means of you. You will do it but in a dignified way. Without humiliating anyone, without being harsh to anybody, without showing any irritation to anyone. But you will remain steadfast. In a kind way, in a compassionate way, you will advise others. In a smiling way, you will advise others. That irritability that will come for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, you will conceal that within you. Because this is not the time and situation for you to become reprimanding to anybody. That is the task of people who are of a certain role. In your situation, you will conceal these emotions within you. But you will, with dignity, with good akhlaq, you will advise others. But more than anything, you will pass on this message with your actions. Your dislike, your dislike for all these brands. Dislike, I'm using the word dislike. Your disinterest in it. You need to develop it. And this is going to be a silent dawat towards the true sifat of Iman. Fine, you want to wait, wait indoors. Wait inside your house. Wait in your privacy. Put all that, whatever cloaks and all you want to wear in your privacy, which are the attractive things. And outdoors, whatever, the lesson is to distract. The lesson is to distract. But now everything is being sold in the name of deen to attract outside. So, now, again we digressing, again the point I was making is that this turning of the tide will happen with you. You are in the madrasa. You need to take this courage. And this is the jihad of your time. But in a very silent jihad, by adopting the right things yourself, by bringing in the disinterest for all these new new things that are coming, and all these brand labels, and all these fashionable pardas, and whatever else, and fashionable things, all this is for indoors. And after one is married, for the husband all this is. This is not for anybody else. So, this will start with you. You need to take the courage. You need to ask Allah Ta'ala, Ya Allah, you use me. Then in a very humble manner, in a very humble manner, with sincerity, after having made dua to Allah Ta'ala, you put it in a very nice way, very kind way, don't show any irritability, with full tolerance, in a very nice way, you put the message out to your parents, to your immediate family, I want to, I want to maintain this which is the teaching of our deen, the spirit of our deen. And in a nice way, you stick to that. Others sometimes might be saying other things and doing other things. You don't get 
don't react to that. Don't get caught up in it either. Don't react to it and don't get waylaid by it either. You remain steadfast. Remain firm. And you go along. Allah wa ta'ala will reward you. Allah wa ta'ala will fill your heart with His love. Allah ta'ala will make dunya also a place of sukoon. Some little test, some little trial, something that comes. But you need to lead by example. And you will turn the tide. And all this reward will be in your account. And you will become those who will stand up alongside Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha, Hazrat Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha, the Azwaj Mutahharat on the day of Qiyamah. That is honor. That is something that is really worth aspiring for. So this is the lesson that we have to imbibe. These are again, this is the barakat of the wasiyat of Hazrat Wala Rahmatullahi Alayhi. The word Damat Barakatum is still on the tongue. But we have to sadly now change that and have to say Rahmatullahi Alayhi. May Allah wa ta'ala grant him the highest stages in the Akhirat. May Allah wa ta'ala enable us to follow his teachings. This is the real appreciation of the Ahlullah. This is the true appreciation that we follow their teaching. This is what they wanted. They didn't want anybody to sing their praises. They wanted people to follow what they are teaching. Because they were teaching what the true pristine deen was. The real spirit of the Quran and Sunnah they were teaching. And this is what they wanted people to bring in their lives. So may Allah wa ta'ala accept this. May Allah wa ta'ala grant Hazrat the highest stages and abodes in Jannat. May Allah ta'ala make us all a means of sadaqah jariya for him. And be a means of reward continuously passing to Hazrat Rahmatullah وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أفنيت على نفسك جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا وعلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين وألحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين